XM Channel 167 Land and on RacetimeRadio.com. Welcome aboard, everyone. I am Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., live right here in the Race Time Radio studio for you tonight. And have we got a dynamite lineup. Lots to talk about here over the next two hours on Sirius XM Channel 167, Canada Talks Jr. What's going on? How about that cup race today? It was good, wasn't it? Other I, than the yellow. Yeah. The yellow that didn't come out until, like, I don't know, 35 laps later. Controversy. Ah. Uh, the, way that, the way that they like it, I guess. Oh, stir well, that pot. Yeah, a little, bit of, a little bit of in- inconsistency there. I, I completely disagree with that call, but Just that's the, the fun part about it. You it know, you get, to, uh, you get to sit here and talk about it. But uh, Kyle Busch, of course, goes to victory lane in the Bush. McBush 400. <laughs> what a good fit that is. But uh, uh, what a dominant performance this weekend out of the Kyle Busch camp. Wow. Wins the truck race, wins the cup race. Good yep. for him. He needed that. He, he did. really, really did. He did. Yeah. He, uh, you know, it, I mean, he needed it to a certain degree. <laughs> he's been competitive in everything that he's done for a while. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was it was a really good weekend at Kansas. Um I was I was let down by the Arca race. Oh, I, were you? I was I was severely let down by it. Did not see it. Um, was a snooze fest. Ty Gibbs not, won it. Uh, I know that. Yeah, not not enough cars, and and you know there was there was action for the wrong reasons. And ah. uh, but that being said, Arca at a mile and a half. Uh, you know, it's been trending that way. But uh, the truck race was good. Mm. You know, I was yep. definitely interested. You know, from. Dropping the green flag to to the checkered flag with the truck race. Tell me those guys aren't moving on that track, eh? Like Kansas Speedway. Oh my God, they're lucky if they're lifting in the turns. Yeah, no, for sure. The uh, <laughs> you know the the entire goal with the mile and a half race and now is throttle time and and you know they don't uh, they don't they don't start lifting until a few a few laps into the run on on fresh tires and it seems like it's that way with the truck series. It's been like that for a lot of years actually with the truck series and and really you know just been like that. That over the past couple of years with the Cup Series, with the new high downforce, high drag package that they've got, and um, you know, I, I, I'm a fan of it. But uh, you know, in 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 saying that, it's uh, you know, it's it's a different looking Cup race. Mm. There's a lot less errors that you see. Yeah. Um, when you think about it, really, the only big errors that we've seen all day today in the Cup race was on pit road. Yep. Getting on pit road, getting off pit road, mm. or while they were on pit road, right, with the tire. Yep. Um, really, on track, you didn't see any mistakes until the final couple laps where they started really dicing it up. Um, there was all all take and no give. And, you know, of course, we've seen uh, Chase Elliott and, and, uh, and you know, Kyle Larson get into it, uh, of course, and, and with Ryan Blaney. And, uh, you know, like, that was an error on track. Mm. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it's... It's almost like it's it's too easy throughout the middle portion of the race now right, right. for them to settle in and, and ride. Um, but that being said, the finishes of these races are are 
you know, amazing. They've, they've been incredible. Back to the truck race just for a moment here. And then I'm going to tell you who we've got coming on the show tonight. But uh, I know right off the top, uh, I put a tweet out before that truck race started. Uh, of course, we always key in on our two Canadian guys that are in that truck series full blast. Uh, Raphael Lazard in the 24, rolled off 15th to start the race. And then, of course, Stu Friesen in the 52 truck. Um, I want to say he rolled off 10th, I think. Maybe it was even better than that. But throughout the course of that race, Stu had a great race going in the top five. And he was fairly consistent all race long in that top five, stayed right there. I was watching Raphael. He was back as far as 28th, 29th. He was back there, worked his way up 24th. I thought, man, the guy's really struggling in that GMS truck. Comes to the end of the race, and Raphael was actually, actually starting to make some forward momentum. Got up into that top 10, or just on the outside looking in. We got that final restart. Looked like Kyle was going to blow the race. Looked like Chastain was going to win it. And I thought we were going to see Stu have a decent finish. Kaboom. There goes Stu to the back. Out comes the yellow. Re-rack him. And have a look at Raphael Lazard. Coming out smelling like a rose in that top ten. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, really when you look at it, the entire GMS camp surprised me uh, throughout that entire race. Um, I said it right here on this bro- or on this program last week yeah. that I was really expecting the GMS guys to light the lamp uh, when they showed up at, uh, at, at Kansas. But uh, really... You know, Sheldon Creed, you know, of course, got into the wall, showed speed early. Zane Smith, same deal. Um, and and really, I was expecting to see some some big numbers out of that camp, and, and we just didn't see it. It didn't come to fruition. Uh, the KBM team, though, they showed once again how oh, dominant man. and how performance-driven that they are right now. And that 51 truck and, and that 4 truck of, uh, uh, of, of John, John Hunter, Hunter Nemechek, yeah, yeah. Um, just a, a, a dominating performance, They again. And, you know, we're the class of the field. Um, I think the Nice camp really surprised a bunch. Um, I know this guy, you know, got a lot of attention yesterday, but uh, goes to prove what good equipment can do. And, and that's Nice, the, the 45, the, the uh, 44, and as well the 40 truck. Um, the Nice team, man, they turned a corner and, and they yes. really showed some incredible speed yesterday, of course, with Ross Chastain, with the watermelon truck, uh, Bailey Curry, um, you know, who's a guy we've seen him in the cup series a couple times and he's been in you know subpar equipment and and um he's been in the xfinity series for a lot of for for you know quite a few years now um with uh you know with subpar equipment again with uh, the likes of mike Harmon and those guys yeah uh, you get a guy like that who learns his ropes and and learns you know what to do on the racetrack how to get on pit road how to get off pit road um you know how to stay out of the way and how to make as much speed as possible um and then you put him in a good piece of equipment like what nice has and and the guy can go out there and run inside the top five and inside the top ten so um uh, bailey curry turned a lot of heads yesterday and and impressed a lot of people um but it goes to show the gap that we're seeing right now in in the top three series of, mm. of nascar um you know it's it's the fan base doesn't really see it and it's not talked about by the broadcast and it's not talked about by anybody in the sport publicly, but 
but you know the the top ten are the haves, and yeah. the back thirty are the have nots. Imagine that. And you know it's always been like that in motorsports, and there's always a good team and there's always a bad team. Um, but you still get surprises, right? You still get surprises, and there should always be surprises if the model is working right. And and uh, you know it's it's really shocking to me and really surprising to me that that it doesn't the spotlight doesn't go on. As bright when a guy like Billy Curry jumps out there and puts on a performance like he did, stay you know didn't just stay out of the way, stayed competitive throughout the entire race, all three segments, um, and that is so incredibly difficult to do when you're used to racing in a completely different way. And uh, you know it's it's really interesting to see what he was able to do in that truck race. And no disrespect to Haley Deegan, she did a good job in that truck race, but come on. Come on. The broadcast, they focus in like 50 times throughout the broadcast to Definitely. check out what Haley Deegan's doing. And I get it. I know why they're doing that. They did the same thing with Danica Patrick. Let's not go down that same road. Um, and when, when there is a shining light like that, how about throwing a little bit of light on it? Yep. Um, you know what? Haley Deegan is real. She's yeah. a good deal. And she's doing a good job. I, I, I agree. That was her best run yeah. in the truck so far. Yep. But the amount of media coverage that that young lady has got, um, yep. you know how much work guys got to do to earn their way to get that much media? Like, yep. ridiculous. Yep. Ridiculous. And, and it's just something that I've noticed. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one other big thing that I noticed at the end of the truck race, love watching my Twitter feed, and I follow Spencer Boyd. Spencer Boyd said, hey, we got big, big news coming out come Monday. And I was right on that. What do you mean, come Monday? We're live Sunday night yeah. on Sirius XM. Come on, Spence. Spill the beans here on Race Time Radio. We are familiar with a lot of the heavy-duty truck guys that visit this program. Absolutely. Spencer, jump out here, one of Tyler's guys. Um, but you know what? He liked the tweet, but he didn't uh, sort of fess up to come on. We'll keep working on him. What do you think? Yeah, definitely. You know, when you when they've got news, they set they set out a timeline, and uh, but uh, that is that is a good piece of you know knowledge for everybody out there. If you do have news coming out, plan around. You Ooh. know, we'll get you on the program. We'll talk about it. Damn we'll, right. Uh, this is a great platform to uh, to get the news out there. And, we don't play and, favorites. Uh, no, absolutely not. There's no uh, there's no favorites. But uh, you know, we we definitely uh, you know we love when when uh, you know you, you can share the news uh here on rtr and and uh you know that's that goes to everybody if you've sure. got news about uh your your local saturday night track in in ontario canada or or if you've got news about your cup program uh in in the nascar uh, you know cup series um a- anything we uh we love when when there's positive stories coming out and uh and big news coming out so um definitely hit us up and uh you can always do that at joe at racetimeradio.com Absolutely. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight because they kind of fit in two breaks a little bit quicker tonight because uh, we do have a lot coming at you. First up, we're going to have Albert Francis. You remember Albert from last year? Uh, Albert took the green flag. I believe it was his first green flag of the year at Jennerstown, track we all love down in uh, Pennsylvania. And we've been focusing in and watching the progress of uh, young Albert Francis. I'm telling you what, the guy lights the lamp. He did not win the race. He came home third, uh, but what a performance. I guess uh, 
he had the field covered in qualifying. Yeah, definitely. He uh, he, he turned the fastest lap of the night um, over at Jennerstown, and uh, you know followed along um, on our monitor best I could. And, and uh, you know there was a couple of people on Facebook Live and stuff like that. And and uh, yeah, by the looks of it, he had a, a really good run. Talked to him after, and uh, he said that the stagger tightened up on him a little bit. But uh, we'll get into that when we get talking to him. And uh, but yeah, first outing uh, of the year for that thirty three car, and and uh, you know he went out there and set the fastest time of the night and uh you know won his heat race by by quite a margin over barry audi and uh you know longtime jennerstown competitor and uh you know came home third uh he started the race i think it was like ninth or tenth and uh drove his way up to third so it'll be good to catch up to him see what's happening what's coming down the pipe uh there's definitely uh lots of buzz around him through through the mid-season um, and uh, through through the uh, the beginning portion of 2021, so it'll be good to catch up with Albert. Absolutely, haven't done that since the snow was real deep outside the Race Time Radio studio. So looking forward to catching up with Albert in a couple minutes here. Also coming on tonight's show, Mike Garrow, president of Rev TV Canada, uh, got a little mission to do for absolutely everybody out there, and. Coupled in with a little bit of a contest, a pretty cool one, I might add. Rev TV Canada. How about Rev Up Rogers? Uh, if you're a Rogers subscriber anywhere across Canada, uh, you got Rogers as a as a TV provider, like I do, right here in the new Race Time Radio studio. Love Rogers, but they don't offer Rev TV Canada. We're going to try and change that this week. What do you say we try and do that? And Mike is going to sweeten the pot here a wee bit. Uh, we will catch up with the president of Rev TV Canada, Mike Garrow, going to join us. We also will catch up tonight with J.R. Fitzpatrick. Been a long time since we had young J.R. on this show. I don't know if I could keep calling him young Jr. Well, he's a lot younger than me. He's about your age, but you guys aren't that young anymore, Dirk Jr. I think you can call him young for forever. He's not going to catch your age, that's for well, sure. He, well, yeah, he's not going to catch me, but uh, he'll, he'll get up to that 60 mark one of these days. <laughs> we'll also hear from, how about Mark Rinaldi in the Ontario Racetrack Association. We'll get an update with Mark. Uh, we all know the COVID lockdown, all that kind of stuff is all happening in Ontario right now. But we want to take a look into after that lockdown and what has actually been happening with the association Plans moving forward. I can imagine it's a struggle. We'll catch up with Mark Rinaldi here tonight on the show. And how about a brand new racetrack in Canada? Uh, out in Alberta. Uh, how about Jared Whistle going to join the show? He was a NASCAR pennies driver, maybe still is. Drove the 44 in the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series back in the day. He's from the west coast of Canada and he is part of this brand new racetrack. Great news! Yeah, definitely big news. Uh, and so, but what you're saying is, is we need a four hour show tonight. <laughs> well, we're gonna have our work cut out. <laughs> I can guarantee you. And I've got a whole pile of notes from throughout the course of the week that we definitely need to discuss. Some head scratching stuff. Some stuff that just doesn't make sense. I'll explain all about it. In the next uh, oh, hour and three quarters here on Race Time Radio, I am going to hit this break, get it out of the way, and we're going to get Albert Francis on the other side. We'll kick this show off in style with a guy that went third spot last night in the 33 Rack Hunter car, and that was at Jennerstown, uh, Jennerstown Speedway. Uh, we'll do that next. Stay with us.
Glenn Watson, driver of the 22 Race 2-Way Oscar Super Late Model, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Quick Quick Fire Starters. Proud sponsor of the number 20, Trent Lapsovich in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rack Hunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! Get access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Woo! It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. we got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. Got to welcome VP Racing Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology, back to Race Time Radio. A true uh, one of those sponsors that has uh, supported this program for uh, many, many years on this uh, very show. And uh, we got to definitely welcome back VP Racing Fuels. Uh, couldn't do it without you. So let's get to the hotline, shall we? And uh, how about Jennerstown Speedway last night? For that shiny number 33 Rock Hunter Chevrolet. Is it a Chevy or Ford? It's Chevy. a Chevy. Yeah, there you go. Let's welcome in Albert Francis. What's going on there, Albert? Not a bad run for you. Hmm. Albert, do we got gotcha? you? 
Hmm. I'm not hearing young Albert here. Maybe. No. Maybe I better go like this. Here, what do you say I go like this? Maybe now we'll have we Albert. Got, there we go. Albert. What's, we what's got going Albert on there, Francis Albert? Now. How are you? Hmm. We're going to have to dial him back, I okay. guess. Okay. I'm, I'm, whoop. There's Albert. I'm sorry. <laughs> Please hang up and try your call again. Okay. I'm going to hang up. I'm going to hang up. There. I hung up. And uh, I'm going to drop both ends. And I'm going to throw it back to Susie Q. And uh, get, get, get she down. will have. Now, he's in Ohio. So I yeah. know that North Carolina is the capital of Cell Hill. Yes. But, but. Ohio is is pretty close. It should be. <laughs> it's got. Uh, it's definitely got a little bit of uh, a little bit of interference there with all the hills uh, down in the Pennsylvania side. But yeah, uh, we got them. What you're going? Oh, you got him now on the hotline. Here, let's try this and see if we got Albert Francis. No, we got you, Albert. I'm not hearing Albert, and I don't know why I'm not hearing Albert. Let yeah. me try over here. Let me drop that. I'm going to try this, and we're going to try Albert Francis over here. Have we got you now, Albert? I'm hearing crickets, man. Yeah. Don't know why. Don't know why, but... Uh, no, that's weird. I'm going to drop that one, and I'm going to drop that one, and I'm going to get Susie Q to try calling Albert on the other line. We'll try that and see. Uh, yeah. Who knows what has changed in this studio? I don't know. There might be uh, some little gremlins yet yeah, popping around in the studio. There's got to be a ghost in here. <laughs> yeah, you, no your kidding. headset wasn't working. Now now we're having troubles with that. You know, it's it's part of having a new, new studio. Sure right? it is. It's, sure I mean, it is. The other one was... T- Tried and true. So uh, tell me now, Jennerstown Speedway, was it their first night or yeah, just Albert's it, first night? It was night? opening night over at Jennerstown, and uh, it was uh, opening night uh, for for the, the track itself. And uh, it, by all accounts, uh, they, they had an incredible car count. They had a full grandstand. And uh, by, by the sounds of it, we've got Albert on the hotline now. Do we have you on the, the hotline now, Albert? Not over there. Yeah, oh, there we go. Oh, we got I, him. Now. I'm hearing some something. Whereabouts are you, Albert, on this one? Okay. Yeah, I think so. There, there we you go. go. Look at that. <laughs> Thank God it all worked out. Charm, right? Yeah, no kidding. How are you doing? Uh, you pretty good run on you last night there, bud. Yeah, not bad. Uh, how you been? I'm doing real good, real good. Uh, finally got the new studio wired up, at least kind of wired up, I guess. Uh, but things are going good. Uh, that 33 worked pretty good right out of the box. You must have done your homework over the winter. Uh, I did a lot of my homework last year. There wasn't much more to do. That's right. Picking up the championship, uh, uh, fresh off the championship last year and, and uh, rolling into the season. Uh, you, that, that car that you ran, I know you, you just posted a, an image on your, on your social media there, um, but uh, you, got a, you got a little bit of a stable happening over at, uh, over at the Francis Speed Shop. Um, which car was that that you ran at Jennerstown? Was that the same one that you ran all year last year, or, or was that a different piece? Uh, it was the same car that got gone through this winter. It was a fair chassis, and then I put it back together. So it's uh, it's got all the new updates and the bells and whistles on it, but it's the same chassis. That's the oldest one I have. So. Gotcha. The the oldest and and the the one that's tried and true, right? That's the that's the key with it. Um, Albert, old, old reliable. Uh, <laughs> that's right, old reliable. Um, it, we know that uh, you're you're directly tied in with uh, with the guys over at Van Dorn uh, Racing Development, um, and a lot of the fans, you know, might not know the the connection that you guys have. You guys have worked together for a long period of time now. 
Uh, talk to us a little bit about that relationship and, and what you guys have, have got going. Uh, rather than it just being a relationship, relationship, we're more like a family. We talk to each other quite often. We do things together other outside of racing. Uh, he's really good with us with uh, notes he gives us, and we help him out too with the customers. So it's all just part of the deal. So last year, Albert, you go and you champion at uh, Jennerstown. Uh, well, what's the plan this year? Night number one, you have a third-place finish, not the win you wanted. What's the plan moving forward there, kid? Well, I'm going to – I was planning on running Nashville this weekend. I'm not sure quite what my plan is yet because uh, i got a couple of things going on uh, family-wise that I'm going to have to take a couple weeks off. So – I'm thinking about going back there this weekend, but uh, I'm definitely not going to run there all year. Probably a total of six races there, and then uh, we're going to travel around. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I know your plan last year was to get to a lot more races than what you uh, uh, maybe made it to. Now, I know COVID had a big uh, you know, uh, uh, wedge in there, if you will. Uh, you had lofty plans last year, and things did get side-railed. But what really side-railed you was you got out to Jennerstown and ran like a missile, and it's pretty hard to turn away from that points lead when you got it, right? Oh, yeah. It definitely is. But uh, I'm trying not to tie myself down like that again this year. I, I really wanted to run a few tracks that I didn't get to. And uh, you know how it is. Just running the same place every week just definitely isn't as fun as traveling and running with different people and uh running with different skills of people it's just more fun well that's what makes you a great driver too when you get out to those different race tracks it's a different setup all the time you got to learn to adapt and i know you're really good at that you got a super late model you got the pro late model you got a favorite between the two uh i've struggled with the super quite a bit the past couple years uh just Mostly finding the balance. I'm I have an easier time because I enjoy driving loose race cars, and that's like more of a pro deal. And in supers, you can't run them that loose, so it's just hard for me to adapt to running a tight race car. Gotcha, Albert. Uh, uh, over the off season, um, there's been uh, you know it, last year you were you were kind of the rack hunter guy in the United States, um, and uh, by the sounds of it, there's multiple rack hunter teams now. Uh, all across the board. Talk to us a little bit about uh, the program that you guys have got working uh, over there, and and what the uh, what the overall team looks like. Do you get a chance to talk to talk to you know the other members of of Team Rack Hunter? Uh, just through social media, mostly. I don't uh, I don't directly communicate. I mean, I have a couple people that I know directly that actually got them to come aboard with them, but not for the most part. I don't know most of them. Well, and you got to be careful too, because I can see it, the, the writing on the wall, man. You're going to go up against some of those other rack hunter cars. I can see it coming. Yeah, all you got to do is be the best one. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you got to be the best a, all the a, time. A race within a race. Uh, Albert, uh, it was definitely fun, uh, you know, taking a look at, at opening night at Jennerstown. Um, but, uh, you know, everybody knows that your sights are set on the race that slipped away from you last year. Uh, the Motor Mountain Masters is one of those races that uh, is quickly becoming one of the most iconic pro late model races uh, in, in North America. And uh, it's it's really built in stature over the past couple of years. 
Um, there's big money on the line. There's there's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of big names that throw their hat in the ring to race there. I know last year Bubba Pollard and and a bunch of those guys showed up to go racing uh, at Jennerstown, and they all pointed at that Motor Mountain Masters big money show. Um, you and uh, and the 15 Port City car really battled it out last year, uh, and and you know came close to to winning that race. It slipped through your fingers, um, but you have to have your sights set on that race. Am, am I correct in assuming that? Oh yeah, I, I got the new car. It's that's the race I'm set on bringing the new car to. So I'm hoping the new stuff works, but I always have the old trusted setup in there because if it ain't broke don't fix it right yeah absolutely if you, if it ain't broke don't fix it but you racers stray from that a lot <laughs> every single one of you guys that strap a helmet on it seems like you guys say that that little phrase if it don't if it ain't broke don't fix it but it seems like after practice number one uh that saying goes out the window right is that it, that's that's just the way that it is with you guys it could be perfect, but none of us are ever happy. But if you were happy, you'd never get faster. That's right, 100%. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, Albert, uh, uh, great catching up with you, and uh, you know, great looking race car, by the way. I, if you know, when you look at it, it's you know, it's very similar to last year's look, but uh, uh, man, you guys, you guys definitely stepped it up and and uh, changed the colors around. Uh, by by the looks of it, you guys have have a really neat looking piece. I'm excited to see what the super late model is going to look like. I know the pro late model and the super last year looked different. Uh, do you plan on making them look a little bit different as well? Uh, that's, that's a surprise. You're going to have to wait to see. All right. Uh, good leave stuff. Leave us hanging. <laughs> we'll leave it right there, Albert. Good luck. Uh, I know we'll be in touch throughout the course of the summer. Uh, good on you for a good run last night, and we're looking forward to seeing some W's come out of that 33 camp. Uh, what was that? Sorry. Uh, we're looking for some W's out of that 33 camp. We'll catch up with you again soon. Oh, yeah. Talk to you later. You betcha. That's Albert Francis, uh, driver of that number 33. Uh, he does a great job behind the wheel of that car, and uh, I know we look forward to catching up with Albert again. We're going to hit this quick break. When we come back, we got Mike Garrell all lined up, ready to go. Rev TV Canada, Rev it, Rogers. Here we go. We'll tell you more on the other side of the break. Uh, my name's Ryan Litt, driver of the number 07 Auto Value Super Sprint USAC Sprint Car, and I'm listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada, to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter. And let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. 
Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchuk. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You? Go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. (laughs) I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rackhunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you closer. If you're looking for miles per gallon... You're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. I think I like it too. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. All the brakes are cleared out, and we are going to go back to the hotline right now, and we are going to bring in Hubble, the president of Rev TV Canada. Let's welcome in Mike Garrow, shall we? What's going on there, Mikey? How are you? Doing very good, Joe, and hello, Joe Jr. as well. Oh, hey, man. so glad to hear this you line know, is working. It's, it's <laughs> funny because it's it, uh, whenever, whenever my dad says your name, uh, I always think Mark Garrow. Right, <laughs> like I mean, it's just the way that my mind goes, right? Like yeah. Mark Garrow from MRN Radio. Yep, yep. Uh, we're we're of course pretty tied in with those guys, and and you know it's Mike Garrow, right? It's it, Mike. It, it Mike. is, and and you know what? It's funny because there's there's really not a lot of Garrows. I mean, growing up, uh, all my family's in Ottawa, and I think at the time, I think we had all sort of six slots in the phone book when there was a phone book <laughs> back in the day, so. Well, now you just dated yourself. You realize that, right? That's the same. That's the same oh, as. Oh, I can date myself very easily <laughs> on the call. That's the same as Chisholm and Guelph. You know, right. there was only like my uncle Bill, my uncle Joe. Like there was a handful of Chisholms in Guelph. Yeah. Uh, when I went out to the eastern part of Canada, and I get out near Andy Ganesh, I'll tell you what: half the town is Chisholm. I was, uh, I thought, wow, you know, look at that. There's we, the whole family out here. here. We fit in here. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll get back out there at some point there and see the see the folks over at Riverside Speedway. Oh, absolutely. I long for the day, I'll tell you. This has been a long, I'm going to call it two years of this COVID crap. Uh, man, this lockdown has done everything uh, to motorsports that it could possibly do. But the shining light to all of this has been Rev TV Canada. Uh, Mike, I got to tell you, you guys have come a long way in less than a year, really. Uh, and looking at the programming on Rev TV Canada, 
hats off to you guys, uh, you and Rick and the whole staff there. You guys have really got something going on that race fans need to check out if they're not checking out already. No, I really appreciate that, Joe. In fact, you know, like I said, you know, before we, we had our, our parent company, you know, Rev Sports, we had uh, done a licensing deal for a few years with, uh, with MAV. Um, we had it as MAV Canada. You know, our sort of our term had come up, if you will. Couldn't come to terms that it really made sense for us, both, you know, uh, from the business model standpoint and, frankly, what we were looking to do further in the Canadian market and also kind of diversifying our lineup. So uh, my colleague Peter and I and Rebecca looked at it and Rick and we said, you know what, our parent company is called Rev Sports. Why don't we go with Rev TV? And in fact, when we spoke to a number of the, the providers, they were like, you know what, that's a pretty general term. So you might even be able to pull in more, you know, more of the casual fans as well, which is always something you want to do, right? You want to be able to service your, your core uh, fans that want different um, different particular racing styles, and at the same time, you know, you want people that are looking through on their channel lineup and saying, "Hey, what's what's Rev what's Rev TV? What's it all about?" And I, I got to check it out. But uh, no, we really have uh, made a lot of moves in terms of the diversity of the of the programming, and and obviously, you know, appreciate the opportunity to speak to you guys about it. Well, and the odd part is, uh, anybody that knows Race Time Radio knows. Uh, that we folded up the tent uh, about, uh, I'm going to say, eight weeks ago, back where our Race Time Radio studio used to be, uh, sold that house, sold everything, and we actually moved to a brand-new location, got reset up. Uh, we're in the new live studio now. And, uh, it, it, you know, when we had the old studio, I had Shaw Direct. And right. I had Rev TV Canada. <laughs> Junior and I watched it all the time. And then, lo and behold, I get here to Owen Sound now, and we hook up to Rogers. Real excited for, you know, the Ignite Internet and Mm -hmm. uh, the TV package. I thought, oh, this is awesome. We got a good TV package. Where's my Rev TV Canada? Yeah, it's a great platform, the Ignite. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely, the Rogers Ignite is a great platform. But, you know, what the challenge has been for us, and again, I'm I'm just being, as you know, Joe, I'm I'm very, uh, very transparent with how I say things. I mean, we've been... We've been speaking to Rogers well over three years. Um, you know, when speed went away years ago, as you know, and, and Rogers carried it, um, Rev kind of, uh, um, you know, the other channel at the time, filled that void. Mm-hmm. And since that time, you know, Rev, we are now up to about 140 races, both live and, and new on the channel this year, um, that we'll have. Uh, we've got, you know, on average, six weekly shows that have a, a debut. Um it's a pretty robust offering. Um, you know, I've, I've met with Rogers and different personnel there multiple times over the years. Um, you know, we hear it directly from our customers and the fans that want to get it. We appreciate that very much where they'll hit us up on social media. But at the end of the day, really what it comes down to is Rogers needs to hear directly from their customers that they want Rev TV. And as much as we'd like to give it to them, it's really out of our power. So what we decided to do was, what is in our power? Well, something unique, like a prize giveaway. And so I spoke to our friends. And I know what you know. You guys with race time focus on, but um, you know, spoke to our friends at the Hall of Fame collection there, and uh, they said, look, you know, obviously Formula One is a is a very popular. It's one of the top five, taking nothing away from, you know, the grassroots racing. But they said, look, what if we provided you a, a signed you know, race-used Jacques Villeneuve Pfizer, 
um, to give away to those customers that can't get Rev in the Rogers market. Right. Um, what do you say? And I said, I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, Darren Jack and his team at the Hall of Fame collection. And, and I got to tell you, at the, at the, you know, Paddock Motor Club in Burlington, when things do open up, uh, the museum that they have set up in there is just second to none. All types of racing and stuff. But so we put this together. And, you know, what we're basically asking anybody who's your listeners to do is call the call centers. Call the Rogers 1-800 number. Request Rev TV. But then if you can get the name, they'll probably give you your first name of the you know, representative or maybe their ID number. Yep. Just tweet it back to us through any of the social media. It doesn't matter if it's Twitter, Facebook, as many times as you want, and you're entered into the draw. That's and at cool. the end of the day, um, on the 15th of, um, of, no, sorry, the 16th <laughs> of, uh, of May, before the, the next MotoGP, which we also carry a little two-wheel content on the channel. So we have uh, the MotoGP from France. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll draw the winner. And this will be one of many. But like I said, uh, we really want to be there. We're hearing it from the customers directly to us. But the customers really need to let Rogers know directly. Yeah, and it's good. it put, puts you guys in a tough spot, right? You've got all the work done, and you got the channel up, you got everybody going, and it's sort of like uh, the Rogers customers are going, "Hey, Mike, you left me out," but it isn't you leaving them out; it's actually the providers, and it's time right. for the customers to jump on. And uh, you know, all you got to do is call in, and you know, Rogers is going to listen to their customers. They just maybe don't. Get the concept that there's so many race fans out there that really want the coverage. Well, there is. And, and that's the thing is, like I said to you, Joe, way back when we talked about it, when, when speed went away and, you know, my, my partner Peter and I knew that there was a void in the motorsport space. And the fact that, you know, we're on every system, including, you know, satellite with Bell and satellite with the folks at Shaw, as you mentioned, you had them before. Um, that really tells you something. And, you know, we continue to see very positive growth with uh, subscribers again we are very big believers of reinvesting back into the channel which i think is very much uh proof in the concept of what you're seeing i mean look from from a perspective of say some of your listeners i mean we've got everything as you know we picked up with flow racing we're airing the you know castro uh race night in america yep. uh on the channel you know we've got some dirt stuff going on with tony stewart the the all-star circuit uh we've got usac sprint car but then we've got a great deal with our friends at Speedsport. And in fact, you know, we're going to be bringing you, uh, I'll, I'll kind of give you the heads up on this ahead of time, but we're going to be airing the, the ARCA uh, Midwest series starting in May. You know, this it's hard to believe we're in May already, but we'll be airing that on Rev TV. So there's a lot of programming. I'm hoping that, you know, people are going to say, geez, I'd really like to see that on, on the TV and, and hopefully subscribe in. Yeah, it's cool. You know, today I was listening to the pre-race coverage on Sirius XM Channel 90, of course, Sirius NASCAR Radio, listening, uh, sitting outside, actually, the sun broke out for a bit. So I thought, yep. man, i got to go out for a little vitamin D. And who do I hear on there but Steve Post? And he was not only doing the pre-race, but he also said, hey, don't forget about Wing Nation. It always comes up on Rev TV Canada. Uh, yep. And he promoted today when I was listening to the pre-race. So it was kind of cool to hear Steve Post talking about Rev TV Canada even, and that they that they're on. They are great. Yeah, the, the host for Wing Nation. I mean, that's a great um, relationship we have with the folks with uh, with NASCAR and the, and the Motorsport Network that they have there. Uh, being able to air on Wednesday nights, every Wednesday, a brand new episode of Wing Nation, followed by a you know a winged uh, racing or non-wing from 
Tony Stewart or the USAC, I think is a pretty good um, offering for the customer. And, and that's what we try to do. I mean, we really try to theme our different nights, you know, whether it's Mondays with the Motivate Up Mondays and, you know, uh, replayers of, of MotoGP or shows like Gearing Up, which if people want to see something that literally has kind of various racing, and I'm talking like powerboat to, uh, you know, um, to the rallies on the two wheels, you know, through the desert in, in Saudi and stuff like that. Gearing up is on, you know, every uh, every Monday at 8.30. I think we've got like 32 weeks of it. So, again, I try to look at it, you know, we listen to the customer too. So I'm going to let, again, say this, Joe, to your listeners. If there's something that they want to also see, you know, hit us up on email. Hit us up on any of the social media. We're always listening. They wanted to see, you know, they wanted to get some pro polling on the channel again. Boom, Outlaw Pro Polling is on. You know, that's on uh, that's on, uh, on on Wednesday nights, part of our, our dirt block and stuff. So, again, you know, we very much listen to the customers. You know, there's obviously some things that we're just not able to get because of various rights that, that may be tied up with other broadcasters or streaming services. But if we hear from them, you know, we'll do our best. And there's a lot of Canadian short track fans right across the country going, okay, well, we want to see more Canadian short track content. Uh, you got to remember... You got to remember that uh, COVID is a thing right now, and there is no Canadian short track action for Rev to even do. But there no. is plans, right? Absolutely, and I'm I'm so glad, Joe, you touched on that. And you know, if you if you've had me back, maybe and hopefully it'll be a little bit less. But let's say maybe in a month's time or so, um, Rev TV is is getting ready to announce our plan coast to coast with a uh, 2021 season for all North racing that will be back, but it's going to be coast to coast. And I'd love to uh, be able to kind of come on, talk about it in advance, and then be able to get the messaging out to all the different uh, tracks across the country and how they can be involved. So it's very much a high priority for us, just obviously with the, you know, the COVID matters at hand, uh, health and safety being a, a prime concern. We just want to see how all this shakes out province by province. Well, I can guarantee you, Mike Garrow, you've always got a home right here on Race Time Radio. There's no fear in that. Well, I appreciate that to, to both of you very much so. So, yeah, no, that that would be great. And like I said, if anyone uh, hasn't heard of Rev yet, uh, feel free to check us out at, at RevTV.ca. Um, and then, like I said, the programming, you'll see what you got on there. And uh, we're very excited. In fact, uh, you know, we just launched as well a new series with 400 Thunder Drag Racing on Fridays uh, out of Australia, one of the top premier drag racing associations. So a little bit of something for everyone, Joe. Mike, uh, you, you touched on it there a little bit, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I've always had this conversation, uh, like on, whether it be on my Twitter or, or talking to, to people within the sport, um, and, and I know we, we don't have a five-hour conversation to, to talk about this, but, but you, you touched on the, the, um, the rights aspect, right? And, and the sanctioning bodies, you know, for a long time, um, they, they built up and, and, you know, the, the, the main sanctioning bodies, you know, all the rights ended up getting snapped up and, um, you know, it, it seems like, you know, there was a, there was a, a lot of years in there where, where the rights became extremely valuable, um, and, and, you you know, they, they kind of changed the, the face of how race fans can consume motorsports content. Um, looking into the future, you know, obviously streaming is a, is a huge deal right now. Um, and, and you guys are able to basically latch on to that as, as a motorsports coverage uh, channel. Um, mm -hmm. uh, as, as everything kind of unfolds and builds into the future, 
How do you see the rights model uh, looking, you know, in, in say, five to ten years um, within, within all the different sanctioning bodies that are out there? I know that's a broad question, but, but I, I would find well, it interesting, Joe, and Joe, I think Joe, a lot of people That's not would. a broad question. It's a hell of a question at quarter to eight on a Sunday night. <laughs> 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 no, no, it's a great question. It's a great question, in fact, and it's, it's something that we, we do deal with on a, on a day-to-day basis here at, at REV. Um, here's the thing that we found out with, with the customers on wanting to watch rep and, and doing some different polling and talking to some other research. And again, a lot of our stuff, we really go by um, gut instinct, feedback from customers directly, because at the end of the day, the customers are what pay the bill. What we found is those who want to consume motorsports are not the cord cutters. They're the ones that do still want, through the traditional meanings of cable and telco and satellite, to be able to access the channel. They, they will add other apps and streaming devices, though, too, to further enhance whatever particular series, you know, Joe, as you were referring to, that they want to get more integrated into. Um, and so what we found is, at this point with Rev, is by being able to sort of work with the different parties in those various aspects, we've been able to not only broker our deals direct, because if you think of it, a lot of the companies that we're working with, they have their apps as well. But I, we've been able to put deals together. So you look at something like MotoGP, that app is tremendous. You know, you can watch so many different angles and stuff on it. So if you're a two-wheel MotoGP fan, you know what? I, I encourage you to get the app. At the same time, I'm very happy we were able to work something out with Dorna Sports and be able to air MotoGP on, on rep. Same thing applies with the folks at Speed Sport, what they're doing from a grassroots perspective, um, what the guys at Slow Racing are doing, and then how we've been able to navigate that. In addition, you know, we're also working with the folks at, at Motorsport TV. So we've been able to cut a deal, for example, you mentioned about the Wright Show, where we cut a deal with Super Formula from Japan Direct, but then at the same time worked a deal with um, Motorsport TV to provide the English commentary and graphic package so that we could air that to our viewers here in the Canadian market. So it, it really takes some time, and you're right, there's a lot of <laughs> logistics that go into it um, when people do see a lot of that stuff on there. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's something we very much enjoy doing and, and curating for the for the customer. We're with Mike Garrow. He is the president of Rev TV Canada. Uh, and there's a little bit of a contest happening here and a real good plan. Here's what you need to do, race fans. If you haven't got Rev TV Canada right now because you're uh, getting Rogers to supply your television, here's what you, we want you to do this week uh, to maybe ensure that you get that coverage that you want on your television. And we get a hold of Rogers. Call into the call center. And um, you're going to want to do that. We're going to rev Rogers up right this week, and we're going to light it up. Let them know you want Rev TV Canada, and uh, maybe get that uh, customer service name, if you will, and hit the social media for Rev TV Canada. You do that, and you're going to be entered into a contest to uh, potentially win a signed uh, visor. Uh, from Jacques Villeneuve. How cool is that? Mike, that's an awesome uh, That's an awesome way to get people to really key into that. You know that. No, it, it, it really is great. And like I said, you know, having the relationship with the folks, uh, Darren Jack and the, and the Hall of Fame collection, I do also encourage people to check out that site because Darren has everything under the sun from motorsports. It doesn't matter what particular style of racing. 
Um, and then, like I said, check out, you know, the, the Paddock, uh, Paddock uh, Motor Club in Burlington if you get a chance as well. If you Google that, um, that's going to be obviously opening up again at some point once we get beyond what we're under. Uh, and again, very, very cool stuff for motorsport fans. Have you had any conversations this week with our bud uh, Todd Lewis? I know he was busy down at St. Pete's. Uh, any word from the uh, the host of Rev Culture by chance? We have. Uh, in fact, uh, Todd is still uh, south of the border with his work down there. Uh, but we've got a very uh, interesting recording coming up with uh, uh, Robert Wickens that we're doing uh, on Tuesday. So we'll keep people posted because that'll be airing on, on Rev TV as well. So very interesting stuff that Todd has lined up there. And uh, obviously then this month, too, around Victoria Day, we're going to have a whole bunch of new episodes of Rev Culture hosted by Todd Lewis uh, on Rev on Monday nights again at the 9 p.m. slot. So we've got uh, three, four more in the can that we'll be putting together, and I think uh, fans are really going to enjoy them when they when they come to light. Did you see Daly go on his lid today at Texas in that IndyCar? Wow, what a wreck! It's uh, yeah, it, there was a lot, and we had a we had a pretty big one too on the on the MotoGP side, but fortunately. Uh, he was able to get successfully away. So all parts of the various sports show, you're right. Unbelievable. Mike Garrow, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. We genuinely appreciate it. We appreciate what you guys are doing at Rev TV Canada. Uh, you got to know that I'm going to be calling Rogers for the uh, fifth, sixth time maybe. Um, I won't <laughs> enter into that contest because I know I shouldn't, uh, but I can tell you that I will be calling into that call center. Junior, in the same boat I'm in, uh, he's also living in Owen Sound on the other side of town with Rogers. No Rev TV Canada, and I know it's driving him nuts because he said to me, have you got it yet? Have you got it yet? I said no. So we can, you can guarantee there's going to be these two guys dialing it up. Well, we appreciate that very much. And like I said, Joe, look forward to kind of coming back on the show. And uh, now that you've got your new studio and that set up, uh, looking forward to our, our additional plans that uh, as things evolve for the 2020-21 season, that uh, what we're going to get up to ourselves between Race Time Radio and, and Rev TV. Oh, goosebumps, buddy. Goosebumps. Can't wait. Everything Excited is as well. going to come together. Mike Garrow, thanks so much for the time, buddy. Joe and Joe, thank you both, guys. Be well, and we will talk to you soon. And, again, thanks to all the listeners out there for uh, hearing what we had to say. Absolutely. Mike Garrell, Rev TV Canada, you can't get much better than that, Junior. These guys are knocking it out of the park. Yeah, they are, for 140 sure. live races coming at you. Yeah, definitely. Lots of uh, lots of great content. Um, you know, you think back to uh, some of the amazing races that Pit Row TV had on last year. And, and uh, you know, over the winter, I, I watched lots of them, you know, uh, on, yeah. on Rev TV. And, uh, you know, I think back to watching, the, you know, we just talked about it with Albert Francis. The Motor Mountain Masters was on Speed Sport. And, and yep. uh, I'm flipping through the channels on Rev TV the one day and boom, there it is. Right. So um, those types of things are, are great content. You know, it's it's really cool, um, and, and I do not envy him for picking, you know, all the different types of motorsports that, that can be broadcast. You sure, know, sure. like when you look at it, uh, you know, we are obviously a, a you know, oval track. Uh, we talk about dirt, but we're primarily asphalt. You know, sure. that's what we talk about. Yep. That's where we live. That's, you know, that's the, the segment of the population. But there's guys like us 
that are on the tractor pulling side. There's guys like us on the, you know, boat racing side and sea racing and, uh, you know, motocross and, and motorbike racing and drag racing. Um, it, the list goes on and on about all the different facets of motorsports. And, um, you know, I think we're all gearheads and, and, you know, as, as a guy who loves all forms of motorsports, um, I might not be fully educated on who all the players are in tractor pulling, but I would rather have it on, you know, when I, when I'm sitting there watching sure. TV, um, I would rather have tractor pulling on than, than I would, you know, a, a sitcom or something like that just as a gearhead. That's the way that it is. So, um, I think that, you know, if you're listening to this show, you're probably in the same boat that we are. So, um, definitely a, a great thing and a race used visor from Jacques Villeneuve in formula one. Now that's a cool prize to give away. Um, so definitely, uh, get in there. It's simple. It, it, call Rogers. Say you want Rav TV. You want Rev TV. Um, take down the name of the the person that you're talking to that you that you said, and uh, tweet it out uh, or post it on Facebook. Post it on on Instagram. Tag Rev TV in it, and you're going to be automatically entered for your chance to win uh, that autograph visor from Jacques Villeneuve in Formula One. Uh, you can't ask for a much better prize. It's a pretty neat thing, and um, there's there's not many of them when you think about it. That's right. Jacques Villeneuve only had a you know a handful of races, <laughs> and uh, um, you know not not a handful. He, the guy's a world champion, but I mean you know it's not like there's ten thousand visors with Jacques Villeneuve signed that raced in Formula One. So um, a very very neat um, you know piece of memorabilia. I think we should throw in a race time radio T-shirt to the winner as well. I think sure. we should do that. I got one um, right here. Yeah, definitely. I think we should we should definitely do that. And and uh, hats off to uh, the efforts that they're doing. Um, you know, it's easy for those guys to just sit back and hope Rogers takes it. But they're out there. They want to get the content of motorsports to you. So uh, let's support them the yeah. best way that we can. And rev up Rogers is the hashtag. Rev up Rogers. Make sure you put that hashtag with it. So that, uh, you know, Rev TV Canada sees it and you get entered into the contest. Uh, Rev TV Canada, number one motorsports television in Canada. Absolutely. Guaranteed. Uh, we love TSN. We love TSN. We watch the NASCAR race on TSN. Watch Xfinity on TSN. But when it comes time for the other forms of motorsports, you're not seeing it on TSN. No. They Who's don't got even talk it? About it? Rev TV Canada has got all those different flavors as race fans, as gearheads, as motorheads. Yep. Rev TV Canada is a must-have if you're a race fan. I didn't say what type of race fan. All race fans would need that channel. Yep, yep, 100%. And, you know, another thing that I want to throw in there, mm. what the heck is he talking about with Race Time Radio and Rev TV? Ah. What was he talking about? Well, there? we can't elaborate just yet, but I'm telling you, we got some plans. How, how do... I how am I out of the loop here? Well, you're out of the loop by just a little bit, but it's okay. I get you all filled in one day soon. Soon as everything starts coming together. I've got a face for radio. You realize this, right? <laughs> well, absolutely. So do I. <laughs> so there's going to have to be some creative television or something, but uh, we'll get into all that. Hey, let me tell you, we're going to go into hour number two here shortly, but we do have to throw it back to Sirius XM. To get us up to date on any of the news and highlights that you may have missed in hour one, we'll get you up to date in like 90 seconds. And Junior and I will be back for hour number two. J.R. Fitzpatrick on the other side of this sports update. And uh, we're going to do that 
in five seconds. And then we're going to be back in 90 seconds. So don't you go anywhere live on Sirius XM. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167, where Canada talks. And just like that, we begin our number two tonight, and it has been way, 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 way too long since we caught up with our next guest. He drives the number 84 Pro Late model in the APC series amongst so many other disciplines of racing. This guy would jump into a shopping cart if it had a motor and he had an opportunity. I just know it now. Let's welcome in a, uh, how about the very first guest ever on Race Time Radio back in 2007? It was January when we kicked off this show. Very first guest ever on Race Time was J.R. Fitzpatrick, and we got him back on tonight. What's going on there tonight, kiddo? How are you? All I can say oh, is I feel oh. bad for that shopping cart, <laughs> number one. Oh, not much, actually. I just finished uh, ripping my 5 by 5 through some trails at our place. I had to stretch over and just trying to make the best of a, of a lockdown. Hey, I've seen some big news yes. about Stretch and Michelle there. I know a stretch part of your crew. seen some big news on Facebook. Yeah, they just uh, announced yesterday that they're going to be having a, a baby girl. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. A lot of it's boy, but it's uh, turned out to be a, a baby girl coming soon. How about that? That's so cool. I've known Michelle since she, she was a little bit, a little little girl, and I've probably known Stretch since he was a little guy. Uh, that that's he was cool never news. A little guy. <laughs> yeah, he's never little. He was always tall. He was born nine <laughs> feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. JR, it's been a long off season. Well, it's been a long COVID season. Uh, well, well, how's the plans coming for the number 84 there uh, out in Air Ontario? Uh, to be honest, I haven't posted a lot on social media just because really been really busy. Um, you know, obviously trying to get stuff geared up back with work and, uh, you know, stuff's moving along pretty good there now. And, and then in the cars, to be honest, we went all out and literally cut up that one car I ran last year just because it's not up to par. I mean, uh, you know, it's no, no, no lie or anything like um, when people say that that 78 car is at the bar really high. I mean, that car was just so beautiful to watch when it was out there. It was it's just, you know, it sucks for the rest of us, really. Oh, man, um, the thing was a missile. It really oh, was. It, it, it was. It was really amazing. And, uh so he really set the bar high for a lot of us, uh, for everyone, including all the other McCall cars. So 
um, we went to work and, and cut the front and the back off mine that I had last year. And, and I've always wanted to do certain things, but never really had, <laughs> sorry, never really had the, like, I, I'm, I'm a pretty decent fab guy, but I don't have a jig. I don't have fixtures. I don't have any of that stuff. So right. I basically, I had a vision and then I went to Dave White in St. Thomas and, and basically said, this is kind of what I'm thinking. And, and, uh, he put it all together for me. So, um, we've been just putting it all back together here the last little, little while. And, and it's either going to be really good or it's going to be a pail of crap. I mean, one <laughs> or two, but I have, uh, some really good feelings about it. I've, like I said, I've, I've wanted to do it the last few years now, and, and I just haven't because I went down a different path. So um, I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be good. But like I said, it's it's a it's a tall order, but we're we're having fun, and we're just we're going to do the best we can. Jr. Yeah, a lot of people that may not know you don't realize that you're more than just a driver. You do a lot of setup. You do uh, you and Teddy McAllister. I know Teddy's been with you since you were a child. Uh, between the two of you guys, uh, you, you really do a lot with that race car. It's not being prepared somewhere and you're just an arrive and drive kind of guy. You're intricate in what you do. Yeah, we do everything here. Um, you know, the only thing we can't do is build a chassis, really. And I mean, I, one day I maybe like the opportunity to try that, but it's just we have all resources and tools we need here to, to do everything on a race car, and, and, and we do just that. Um, you know, from a financial standpoint, I'm sure I could I could go to a team or, or Mike McCall and just be an arrive and drive like some of these guys are, but it's just not the same. It's not fun for me, and, and a lot of the fun is just socializing with my team and, and coming up with this stuff and just trying it. I mean, you know, like, there's even talks of engineers kicking around now around the APC Tour, but, I mean, we don't have that. We just... Go out and try it and see what you think. And if it's good, it's good. If it's not, it's not. And, and I mean, we've had good speed the last couple of years. It's just the last two years, the program we've been on is just not for me. You know, like, yeah, stuff that they got working on in the States is working really good. They're on a different tire, different shock package, and, and, and it's just not for me. Like, uh, you know, the stuff I did with the year we won the championship might not make sense. It might not be theoretically correct, but it felt good to me because – I think coming from an old cast car where the cars really like roll over and they, they're top heavy and it's just you develop a weird feel in a car and, and I just haven't been able to get it the last couple of years. So um, I don't have fun running that bad. I don't have fun qualifying 15, 16. Um, so it was, it's time to do something different just because, you know, I, I, I don't like it. I don't like running like that. Absolutely. And and that's it's part of the the game when you look at the you know you look at the landscape of all late model racing and and you touched on it obviously you know cutting up a perfectly good race car that that you know uh, ran inside the top five at a handful of races um you know that's obviously a difficult decision um to do but but you know in the same aspect it's it's needed uh, what do you think jr and and you always give a a really candid answer what do you think is fueling the um, technology advancement of of prolate model racing today? Uh, what do you think is fueling? Is it is it you know is it ego across all the different teams that that you gotta be the fastest, you gotta be the best? Um, obviously, racing has always had a tremendous amount of of ingenuity, and and that's been a part of the sport. You'll never remove it from the sport. But it seems like over the past five years, pro late model racing has has 
done a spike like none other. Um, and, and the need for the next best thing or the next greatest thing um, has has become super prevalent. Um, and, and, you know, where do you think that that is, is coming from? Uh, well, I think it's coming from just the pure competitiveness of everyone in the late mall division right now because, you know, if you look at – Let's just say up through APC, okay? Because, like, for the for longest time, late malls were struggling for a while. So when APC came in, they created this amazing tour where the rules are pretty, you know, black and white, but there's a lot of gray. So you had uh, – how am I going to say this? You had a bunch of guys from different racetracks come together and put on good shows, right? And, and, and at that point, uh, I feel like everybody – could compete you know so everybody from their house their garage or their shop or wherever have you they could compete well then as the years revolve you start getting manufacturers in now and they're taking it as a full-time gig so so it's really hard for for somebody who doesn't have resources time or 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 knowledge to try and beat a manufacturer because um it's their full-time gig really and it, it's not a it's not a stab against them at all. Like they're business guys. Like that's what they have to do. But it's just you can't stop it. Like what are you gonna do? You can't go and say, hey guys, you gotta stop building race cars and, and providing a good product for people. You just can't do that. So that's the thing about our sport. It's always gonna change. It's always gonna revolve. Um, but my thinking is, I need to go back to basics. Like yeah, you can go buy the hottest, greatest thing, but are we going faster? Is something you gotta ask. Like like. Three years ago, my cars were faster on the watch, right? So at, at one, what point do you say all this new, hot, fancy stuff is just not working no more? So I feel like if you hit on something that works or, or something that just works for you, you got to stick with it and try and, and try and improve it everywhere you go. And I, I really do think the last two years we just got stuck on the greatest and the best. But I say all this. Uh, but yet, like I said, that 78 really just made a fool of everybody. I mean, if he didn't get spun out of the stall, he would have won that race too. Yep. There's no question that they really got that progress rocking and rolling. And it's, 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 it's tough, man. Like it's a, you know, everyone I talked to, like I had Dennis Thompson here lettering my car the other day. And even he said like, it's, it's a tall order trying to beat the McCall cars, but I consider it a challenge. I could go there and buy a McCall car tomorrow. And I, I have nothing against Mike. I get along really good with Mike, and, and, and I think Mike would say the same about me. It's just I consider it as a challenge, and it's a it's so rewarding when you can win an APC race now because of how competitive it is. Absolutely, uh, Jr. Just uh, you know to touch on on you know the the portion of of the competition <laughs> aspect. Um, it, I I. As a race fan, you know from the outside looking in, it's it's super exciting to see. And I, I know that you're you've touched on it. You're working a little bit with with uh, with Whitey and and WMI, um, and and we alluded to this on the program a few weeks ago. Um, out of that stable right now, you know is is you know some really bright names within the sport, um, and that's of course you, Andrew Grizel, DJ Cannington. Um, you know, Rick Verburn had just announced that he j- has joined that that uh, that stable as well, um, and, and a few other names I've seen on social media. Taylor Holdaway uh, and his program have joined forces. Uh, have you know ordered a car from there? 
Um, it, are you guys going to collectively work together? Um, is, is there is it a team atmosphere? What what is the 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 draw? What is is there is there a connection there between all the teams? Um, I think the main draw for a lot of people that decide to go with WMI is just it's fresh, something new, it's Canadian made, and I feel like a lot of those guys are kind of the same boat as me. Like, yeah, they have nothing against you know going down the road to London or or whatnot. It's just it's a challenge, man. We want to beat them, and uh, it, it'll be hard to do. But so I don't know. Like I've talked a little bit with, with Andrew, and I talk quite a bit with Taylor. All the way I get along good with Taylor, so I feel like we might all work pretty good together. Um, I don't know really. Like I've never worked with Andrew in in in, in that kind of way, uh, but we're getting along now, so that's always a good start. Uh, <laughs> Taylor and I, like I said, we get along really good. I could see. For sure, Taylor and I probably work together, uh, and, and like I said, I hope that uh, Andrew and I can work some together because really we all would like to see the product move forward and, and just uh, have another Canadian-based product that's, that's really strong. We're with J.R. Fitzpatrick tonight, getting set for 2021. Been a busy guy, social media, not a priority just these last couple of weeks. It always has and always will be a priority for this guy, but he's been a busy cat. J.R., I'm on the APC site. I'm looking at the drivers. I'm looking at the registered drivers, and there is seven cars registered according to their site. Does that scare you? Should you be on there? Are you registered and the site's not updated? What is the situation there? No, I don't I don't think it's, it's – we're going to have full fields. I honestly just think people are just waiting. Like, you know, with real no official announcement from the tour yet as to what the plan is, um, I can't see us racing in May. Yeah, I mean, even if, even if they said let's go race in May, that would be kind of a little, you know, jump start because really, like, I think once the lockdown is lifted – I think it's like, what, two days for the first race? So really, I don't think that'd be fair to a lot of teams to, to, to go to the first race. I don't think cancel the first race. I just think change the date uh, if, if it all works out. Just because I think a lot of us need time to go shake down our equipment and, and, and whatnot. Um, so, no, I think a lot of people are just sitting back waiting. You know, they want to save their, save their money. You know, in all fairness, like, we all like talking about racing and whatnot. But in all fairness, it's, it's tough times for a lot of people. So... I don't think they want to spend, you know, that kind of money if, if, if nothing's really going to happen. I'm I'm very optimistic and, and faithful that something's going to happen this year. Maybe even if it's like what it was last year, at least we get to do something. And, and uh, you know, you'll see. Like, if they say lockdown's lifted and the race in two weeks, you'll see all the registrations come in. Um, but the Superstock Tour for the APC Club is looking phenomenal. There's going to be a lot of great talent there. And I kind of wish I still had a Superstock kicking around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I can imagine you'd like to have anything kicking around if it's racing. I know you'd want to be in it. Uh, final question for you. May not be a fair one, but I got to ask it. Uh, last year, no secret, the APC series ran and the payout was for less than what it normally is. Would you do that again for 2021 if it comes to that where we're running with no race fans would you still run and do it for half the prize money? Or would you say, nope, not this year? We're all racers, man. I mean, we're all, we all say that it sucks and blah, blah, blah. But we'll all end up going. You know, I said that uh, wasn't really the greatest thing. But if you're in this sport to make money, it's the wrong sport to be in. 
But in saying that, I keep always mentioning, like, I went and raced a pro stock tour, uh, well, twice, but not including the IWK. So I went and raced one race there. And they have tire rules that are really interesting and that I think APC needs to get on board with because I, I, I think it's like every two weeks you're allowed four, t- four tires. So basically, you know, let's just say you run four tires, the next week you get just your rights, the next week you have rights, and then you can put four on or left or right or whatever. I think if that's what we're going to get down to, they need to do something like that. They need to, to cut costs on the tires because the last race we did, Everyone can sit here and say the double features are a lot of fun, which they are. But the problem is you can't be bolting four sets of tires on, or sorry, two sets of tires, so eight tires the same night, because that's just a cost. So for me, I haven't really talked much with my sponsors because I don't really want to approach them in these times. That's just me being fair. Um, So I don't think that we should be doing double features anymore unless it's full purse. And I think they should start talking um, two tires a race or something like that because the Drysdale Racing Products tire truck takes rims and stuff anyway. Why can't they take everyone's tires? So, I mean, I get there's the business side on that end also. But, um, you know, at at some point, I think they just got to try and control the cost a little bit more. Interesting perspective, JR, and that's why I asked the question. Uh, I did reach out to Luke Ramsey today, uh, the series uh, owner-promoter, uh, to find out if there is any update on the Sunset uh, Race number 1. Uh, no reply yet. Uh, I reached out to Brian Totish and asked him, is the race still on? Uh, or what is it from the Sunset Speedway's uh, perspective? And he just said, it's goofy times, Joe. We don't know just yet. So everybody is waiting with bated breath. I know we're all in the same boat. Uh, it yeah. would just be a, a, a kind of cool thing to have direction with less than, oh, I don't know, 21 days to go to race one. It would be kind of cool to find out, is it on or is it off? But I guess no one knows at this point. Well, and that's it. You know, you never know if the government say, oh, we're adding another two weeks or whatever, and that would drive people crazy. But I just think, you know, like you said, there's 20 days. Like my car, you know, it could be ready in a couple of days, but, you know, racers always find more time to work on them. So. And that's another problem. I've been sitting here in this lockdown board, so I started ripping the rear suspension out of this one and changing it again. So that's why uh, we decided to start racing side-by-side around the property and, and get out of the race shop before we start screwing it up anymore, as my dad would say. <laughs> Yeah, final question for you. Where was that 78 leave you sit last year? Was it going in? Was it coming off? Or was it down the straightaway? Where do you got to get them this year? All of the above. Yeah, yeah, all of the above. He beat me everywhere. He beat me to the to the tech shed. He beat me offloading. He beat me pulling into the track. He, in fact, they just had a stout program. And, and I like Joe. Joe's an awesome guy. He's really humble, down to earth. Like, you wouldn't think that's a guy that literally just kicked everyone's ass, like, the point where you just sit there and say i don't even know if i want to race anymore just because <laughs> the guy and his uh crew uh paul uh they brought an amazing product and and like i said when i was testing there the same day as him at jacasa i watched it and i'm just like wow like that platform's beautiful it cuts it drives off it's like i said it's uh it's a tall order beating them but they're doing a phenomenal job and 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 like i've always said i don't have an issue with any of them in london at all it's just when you get to beat them that one time, let's say, it's going to be the best feeling in the whole world, and uh, hopefully that's 2021. And that's what people pay good money to go see, <laughs> J.R. Fitzpatrick. Uh, good on you. 
Uh, good luck in the shop. Get it ready. You may need it in 21 days. You may not. It may be a little longer than that. So don't rip it too far apart. Uh, but good luck putting it all back together. And I know we all look forward to being at a Speedway with you guys on the track, my friend. Yeah, for sure. I look forward to it, and I'll see you all there. Absolutely. J.R. Fitzpatrick right there. You can follow him along on Twitter. I do. It's a gas. Uh, it hasn't been a gas for oh, the last couple of weeks, but uh, he has been a busy guy. Work does get in the way. Uh, and that's what happens. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to get an update from the Ontario owners, uh, the Ontario Racetrack Association, Mark Rinaldi, on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Hi, this is Tony Stewart, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents go too. They go big bulk shopping. Hey, I got 50 jars of dunk sauce. You me dunk sauce, but I got a good day. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy of the Mad Dog himself, Mad Dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Rev TV is Canada's own motorsports network, featuring live races and rallies from around the world and right here at home. Rev TV is your destination for motorsports action 24-7. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, Nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready when you are. Live from America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115. Or listen on the Sirius XM app. Taking you all the way to the track and back. Ah, we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. So far, no Mark Rinaldi. Uh, Sue's trying. Uh, we got a number. We're calling it. And uh, no dice with Mark just yet. Um, uh, kind of cool, though, Junior. There was a... Uh, impact study done for the Ontario tracks. Haven't got a copy of it yet, yeah. um, but I'm interested in seeing some of the statistics that, uh, you know, when you put it all together, I want to say it's $58 million in impact. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That's, that's uh, uh, when you take a look at the grand scheme of things, I don't know if that number is 
Uh, well, it's got to be right, but uh, man, it just—I uh, figured it would be more than that, wouldn't you? Fifty-eight million dollars is the total. What do you mean? Impact. The total economic in- impact of motorsports in Ontario. Yeah. No, it's got to be way higher than that. I would think. I would think it is, but one you know. cup race is like two hundred and sixty-five million. Yeah. yeah. One cup race is two hundred sixty-five million to the county right. that it's in. Right. To the county. Yeah. Now I know we're talking about different metrics here, but but. The entire racing season multiplied out by what is there nine racetracks across the, it's way more, more. Than, it's more than thirty three I think are part of the association yeah, or more, more maybe thirty five million there's there's got to be more metrics in there but yeah but that being said I watched CTV the other day and the chairman of Soccer Canada was on there right. now I would I would equate that to the Racetrack Association of Ontario right the chairman of Soccer Canada it would be you know a, a, a similar transition sport to sport. Um, uh, you know, they they mentioned that last year, you know, they had soccer games on um, throughout the entirety of the 2020 summer. Right. There was not one case of COVID linked to any of the soccer games that, that had taken place. And it was an astounding number. It was thousands and thousands of soccer games across the board, right. across Canada. Um, and they had mentioned... now. Was there 25,000 people in the grandstand? No, there wasn't. We're talking about Little League soccer. We're talking about House League soccer right, and all that right, stuff. Right, all different types, yep. But there was not one reported COVID case from any of those soccer games um, across the entirety of Canada. Um, and, like, I-, I can tell you, I was at racetracks last summer, and, like, there was not one iota of a fear in my mind that I was going to get COVID from last year's perspective. I agree. When I was at the racetrack, I was never around anybody. Right. I was only around the guys that I worked with on the crew. Now you have to be. They have to be in your bubble. Right. But right? Think, of, think of how many. Just, but, just the guys that were on your crew. Yeah. Think of the diversity. Five guys 100%. from five different walks, yeah. from five different areas, potentially. How many people were they connected to? All of that, and you guys were able to get together. Yeah, but then you couldn't get together with the other five guys over there. No, no. But but I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is, is, I never felt once that I was putting myself at risk or putting my family at risk of getting COVID through the entire process of at the racetrack last year. Now, right. of course, no fans in the grandstands. We were at the racetrack, and it was only five people per team, and like they, we were obviously shielded. You could have put 2,500 people in that grandstand, and you could operate it the exact same way. Right. And everybody could be within six feet of each other at a place like Chukasa. Sure. At a place like Sobel Speedway, maybe that number is 500. Maybe that number is 800 people. And you could stay away from everybody. Um, You know, but I found it super interesting that Soccer Canada could come out and say, look, not once was there a COVID case that was directly linked to soccer across the entire country. And like, there wasn't one part of motorsports that had that, that, that could say that either. Right. Like, I mean, well, that was the thing that, uh, that jumped off the page to me watching that interview. It would be really interesting to, instead of an economic portion, it would be interesting to see how many cases of COVID were related back to last year's, and and I think that that number would be dramatically the or or sorry would be the exact same as soccer because really 
we were not around anybody other than our team. Well, what surprises me, uh, and I watch CNN faithfully, uh, not NCTV News uh, here in Canada, and any of the infectious doctors, uh, Dr. Fauci to name one, says that your safest place to be is outside. Your safest place. Uh, the chance, the likelihood of transmitting or getting COVID-19 outside is extremely low. Is it zero? No, it's not. Is it extremely low? The chances? Yes. And every one of the infectious disease doctors that I've heard, either in the U.S. or in Canada, have said that exact same thing. The safest place to be is outside. With lockdowns, where's it putting everybody? It's putting everybody inside, or at least that's the potential of it. I think we're going the wrong way, but that's my opinion. You know what? We're going to jump over Mark. Can't get him on the hotline. No update to tell us, I guess. Uh, or check out The Spectator. I think there's an article wrote there. Uh, uh, Raceline Radio had him on, but Mark, he's an old show here on Race Time, and that's cool with us. Uh, let's uh, get back to the hotline, shall we, and talk about some real good news. How about a brand-new racetrack in Canada specifically in Alberta. And to talk more about that, we have one of the investors on the hotline. We have got Jared Whistle with us. Jared, I haven't talked to you in a lot of years, man. How you doing? I'm doing great, Joe. How are you? Fantastic, man. I'll tell you what, you made my day this morning when I looked into my Facebook and I seen your message. Sorry it took me so long to get back to you, but that was truly great news. I had no idea you guys are putting that track together out there. Yeah, we've been working on it for about uh, five or six years now uh, in the location that we're looking at uh, next to Carstairs, Alberta. That, that's so and cool. We, and you guys are going to open up potentially this year, right? No, 100% will be open uh, this year. Later in the summer, uh, we started construction last fall in uh, just after September, long weekend. And uh, with the nice weather we've had in Alberta so far this spring, uh, we've had an early start. So uh, it's looking really good to be open by the end of August. And that's got to be great news for race fans in Alberta. You know, you guys out in Alberta have really struggled, just like the uh, folks here in Ontario. Uh, these are truly not good times. Crazy numbers, hospital rates, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, to hear some good news with an outdoor venue has got to be great news. Yeah, it's really, it's really exciting. I know the last year has been a real challenge for most people, and uh, we're pretty excited to be open, and hopefully by then uh, the the pandemic will be mostly in our rearview mirrors uh, by then. So 3.5 kilometer uh, uh, speedway. Uh, it is a road course with elevation changes. Uh, Dominic Young, CEO of the uh, of the racetrack. Um, tell us, 16 turns. This sounds like a bullet fast track. You know, it is, it is going to be a really great track. It's uh, pretty technical and challenging. Uh, like I said, lots of elevation changes. We've got 36 meters of elevation change per lap, uh, 16 total corners. And uh, the, the track was dev- designed by uh, uh, Herman Selke. Um, and many are probably familiar with his uh, Formula One-style tracks. Uh, here, I think he's got a little more license to make a really true driver's track. Uh, and he's done a really great job. So it's going to be member-driven, but will it be open to the public? Yeah, we have. So we're, we're in talks right now with the Alberta Race Car Association and Western Canada Motorsport Association so that we can have uh, grassroots racing at the track, uh, something that uh, the Calgary area has been missing since Race City Speedway closed. 
And uh, that grassroots racing is really important to our uh, investor group to, to be able to build that back up in the Calgary area. As well, there will be opportunity for track days uh, to non-members, uh, not too dissimilar there to like Area 27 out in, uh, out in British Columbia, where you'll have some limited access to track days if you're not a member. So speaking of that, Area 27, uh, of course, Avion Motorsports and a good friend of race time. We got to talk to Trevor Siebert, just had him on a couple of weeks ago. He's busy at Penticton Speedway. He's got the Area 27 thing all flying now. And the RS1 series is on its building process. Is that something that uh, maybe you guys will look at bringing in as a tour and getting involved with? Uh, you know, at this point, we I, I've talked with Trevor. Uh, I talked with Trevor, you know, once or twice a year. That's not something that we've discussed at this point. Um, but I wouldn't uh, something I wouldn't rule out uh, over time. You know, having a great spec racing series uh, uh, is the goal that we want to have at our track. So um, there's opportunities uh, like that that we can be uh, to, that we can discuss. Yeah, future plans, right? Everything's so brand new. I guess you got to get your feet under you. Got to get the track opened up, and uh, you got to get some homegrown stuff happening. Any chance we're going to see an oval on that property anywhere? You know, our, our real challenge on the property is the county. Uh, the county has a pretty uh, strict noise bylaw that's uh, that's gone along with our development, and it'd be really challenging to be able to build an oval track there uh, with the with the noise restrictions that we have. One of the things we've done, and you know, you want to be a good neighbor in general uh, with the people around your track, and we are in a farmer's field, basically. Um, but one of the things we've had to do in our design is uh, create uh, large earth sound barriers all around the track. So the, the whole track is surrounded by these large sound barriers uh, so that we can meet the, the noise restrictions uh, put on us by the county. Uh, so I think a, an oval track would be a real challenge with the, that high concentration of, of noise. Uh, and the same thing with drag racing. Uh, not able to have a drag racing track there either, unfortunately. Obviously, with your background, you've done you know a tremendous amount within the sport. Uh, you've you know turned laps at some of the most iconic tracks across Canada for sure, and uh, you've uh, you've been there, done that. When it comes time for strapping a helmet on, uh, were you surprised at at the uh, any of the hurdles uh, in place in creating a racetrack? Because I, I I'm I'm very intrigued by that because really there hasn't been many race tracks built in the in the modern era um you know the 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 past you know couple decades there hasn't been many racetracks built here in canada was there a lot of hurdles in that process was there anything that surprised you in in the entire process getting to day one when this place opens up yeah absolutely there's been a ton of hurdles um you know and i think that's the big reason why you don't see a lot of racetracks open up and at first is the financial hurdle i'm getting enough people together to uh to put the financing together and investment together to build a track uh, of this nature uh, is a big hurdle. But then it comes down to working with uh, the county. Uh, This group, we originally had a track uh, planned just northeast of Airdrie, Alberta, in Mountain View County, which was uh, turned down. The county did not approve uh, that location. Um, And then we started working on this particular location, which is in uh, Mountain View County uh, near Carstairs, Alberta. And we had lots of hurdles um, getting through uh, various readings with the county. Uh, we do have a sour gas well on the property and sour gas line that we had to work around. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, a lot of, I think a lot of neighbors around tracks, and this is all farmers, so they're all fairly far away, but they, they all have a perception, right, that there's going to be uh, racing on the county roads and, um, you know, the noise and everything. And, um, you know, I think 
those, those hurdles, uh, those hurdles we've, we've overcome. And, and was I surprised at times? Certainly. I think we've been working on this location since 2015. Uh, so it's taken us basically six years to get to this point. So it's been a lot of challenges. Well, yeah, I know you guys are going to be good neighbors. Um, and, you know, good neighbors always invite neighbors to the Speedway. So any of those farmers that are out there uh, that may be kind of intrigued or trying to figure out, you know, maybe they're leaving us out. Uh, season's tickets will go a long way. You get those guys involved at their track. Uh, farmers are some of the biggest race fans there are in this country. Yeah, you know what? It sounds like we actually have one of the farmers is, is interested in becoming a member, which is great. And, you know, to be a good neighbor, just on that point, you know, we're actually installing uh, sound monitoring equipment around the track to ensure that uh, we meet our, our decibel limits within the track area. Uh, and then we actually report that to the county on a monthly basis so that uh, we can show that we are being a good neighbor. And like you say, that's important. Uh, that's important. Everybody else was there first, and we're coming along to, to play, and, and, and we want to make sure that we, uh, you know, we don't change their quality of life. Yeah, excellent stuff. Jared, this has been great catching up with you. When is opening day or perceived opening day to this point? Uh, we don't have a, a day chosen yet, but it will be uh, likely in late August at this point. And we're, we're super excited uh, to be getting close. Uh, we've been doing lots of tours with uh, all the car clubs uh, around Calgary out of the track building a lot of enthusiasm and, and people are pretty amazed when they come see our our signature corner there uh you know we've got an eight meter elevation change over the last hundred meters into that corner um and uh so yeah building a lot of excitement out here yeah good stuff do me a favor and as things progress and as you get closer will you do me a favor and shoot me a message again i'd love to get you back on this show and get albertans all revved up for a brand new racetrack out there Awesome. Will do. Thanks, Jojo. Really appreciate you having me on tonight. Jared Whistle right there. Talk about cool, Junior. We got ourselves another racetrack in Alberta coming. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, it's really intriguing to me. You know, there's when when you look at, at Area 27, you look at um, another another racetrack in Quebec, um, Mont-Tremblant, right? It would, I, I would kind of compare the, the similarities. Um, and, and you look at, at this one here, the membership model that these guys are going after are, are definitely, you know, the, the, it's kind of like the, the golf model, right? <laughs> when, if you will, like it's, it's people who have a, an affinity for speed and they want to, you know, stretch their car's legs and they want to go out and, and, you know, see what they can do behind the wheel of their, you know, Corvette or Ferrari or, you know, those types of cars. Um, I, I find it really interesting that that it, it, they take that approach and then they go into the racing side, you know, and mm -hmm. and uh, um, an interesting way to get people involved in the sport. Number one. Number two, um, you know, I wish them the best of luck. I'm excited to see what they can do. And uh, I'm excited to look at the racetrack. I, I, if you check out their website, they've got some really cool stuff. Any updates on Canadian Motor Speedway, that big I think monstrosity? I think that's done. You think? I think that's I been done know, since man. the day that they announced that it. That was a headline on, uh, on one radio guy I know for a long time, and it just flat out never materialized. And uh, Yeah, uh, that's a shame. a shame. It, it is. It, it, it is. is. It's a shame. But it's not the first large-scale motorsports facility to, um, you know, prop up in in here in canada and um you know with with lofty goals and lofty expectations uh, oh. uh it's uh, it's definitely interesting but you know there was a lot of holes in it from the beginning and and really Funny. the base was uh was was very uh you know tentative on on what they were going to see out of that I, I wish i wish it was a, a real deal 
because we need it, it but it exclusive didn't happen. Exclusive media rights. I couldn't believe that. But anyway, I digress. We're going to hit this break when we come back. I believe we got Mark Rinaldi, the uh, Ontario Speedway Association guy that has been going to the hip and battling it out, trying to get stuff done so tracks can open. We are going to get an update with Mark Rinaldi on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who let the dogs out? Who, get your race fix anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com Also available on Facebook. Just search Racetime Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com from two wheels to four, and so much more. Rev TV also features exclusive live race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and so much more. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack Quick Wick Fire Starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a Quick Wick Fire Starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick Wick Fire Starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward you stop by a napa auto parts store you can count on napa know-how tonight's race time radio is brought to you by napa auto parts stores new glasgow andy ganesh and port hawksbury nova scotia you can count on napa know-how Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Like, oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. Once again, Joe Chisholm. And we are back with you live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talk. So glad you could tune in tonight. I'm Joe Chosen along with Junior right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Uh, Junior did a little digging throughout the course of the week. Uh, not digging, but looking, right? Uh, looking around. Um, I went to Jocasta Speedway, and I was looking for events for 2021 uh, to see, you know, like uh, just to see if anything was updated there. Everything is post postponed to 2021, but there was no relevant dates on 
any calendar that I seen on that site. So it led me uh, to, to to reach out to um, Alex Nagy uh, from Jucasa. Uh, Alex got back to me. He said, I got no updates, got nothing for you. Yeah. So uh, uh, I don't know what to take out of that. Other than we got nothing happening at that particular yeah, speed, nothing happening and anywhere, right? <laughs> there's well, yeah, but there's know, COVID, COVID schedules at sunset, and there's uh, you know regular schedules yeah. at all the other tracks. I was yeah. just looking for yeah. something other than the obvious. Yeah. Uh, I know you know everything is stalled, but um, couldn't couldn't seem to get anywhere with that. Yeah, um, so I was I was kind of disheartened with that, but. I uh, we'll, we'll stay on it and see if we can get you something. Uh, let's get back to the hotline, shall we? And let's welcome in from Brighton Speedway and the guy that has been uh, really pounding it, I'll tell you, for the Ontario Speedway Association, Mark Rinaldi, is on the hotline. What's going on there, Mark? How you doing? Good. How are you, Joe? Not too bad at all. Man, you've been beating the bricks. Uh, you've been working hard at this. Uh, I, I know there's uh, a lockdown. I know everything is shut down. But how are you making out? Are you getting any anywhere with the government? Are they talking to you at all? Uh, you know, Joe, I wish uh, we were making good progress up till the lockdown, and then uh, and then uh, everything sort of sort of. Well, there's no way to sugarcoat it. They've, they've, they've gone quiet, and we're trying our best. The big thing we want to know is what can we do on May 20th. And uh, they're still uh, still very elusive, and it's hard for all those tracks to plan on what we're going to do. You know, do we open up on long weekend or do we not? Right. Right. Well, that's where we all stand. Well, we can't break laws, right? We found out uh, there's a golf course somewhere where the guy finally said, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to let guys outside. I'm going to go let them golf. And lo and behold, a couple of charges finally got levied against them. I don't know whether that was yesterday or today. Um, But if the fines stick, this guy's in trouble. Yeah, and I don't know if that's the way to go either, right? Like, so... Now, if we could all, every one of us could go do that, right? Uh, but then how, then what do we, then what leg do we have to stand on if we go forward, right? Right. now we're all lawbreakers, right? So right now we're all abiding by the law. We're all trying to do what's right. We're all, uh, we all agree we need to operate in a safe and open manner. And I would think that with the pressure being put on the government from the golf courses, from the campgrounds, from the hunting and anglers, um, that you know, boat launches need to be open, golf carts need to be open, everything outdoors needs to be opened. Um, I would say that I would hope we're grouped in with them and that we get some sort of forward traction. But it's it's I, I don't want to get everybody's hopes up because uh, I've been. T- I, I was on the show a year ago, a year ago, Joe, yeah. and it's. Uh, I, I feel like I'm letting people down. To be honest, no, you're not. You're not, you're not you, at all. You, Mark Rinaldi, are not letting anybody down. If anything, you've been trying to solve the biggest riddle that we've ever been thrown in motorsports. So no, you are not letting anybody down. Let's talk help. What can race fans? What can the industry do? to help or is there any help at this point that you can see being a viable option for listeners for race fans of all different flavors across this beautiful country is there anything we can do 
to help? I would say that, uh, you know, and, I, and Joe, we've been to, we, me and you personally have talked about this and we've been on emails. The biggest thing that anybody can do, if you are a racer, if you are a race fan, if you have a racetrack in your municipality, at least in the province of Ontario, the biggest thing you can do is email your MPP and don't give up. Email them every week and call his office every week or her office every week until you get an answer. There... And let them know that there's a pro- there's a there is a plan in front of the government, a very detailed plan. And Joe, you've seen it, and I yep. think other people have seen it. And uh, let them know that this plan's in front of the government. We need we need the Ministry of Health to respond. And they. They are elected officials, right? If they do not respond to you as a voter, you should really, really consider who you have voted for, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's, that's what I said. You know, the people in, in the Ministry of Health and the people in the Ministry of Tourism, they're all employees, right? And they're all going to respond how they see fit and how they've been disrupted. But our MPPs, they're elected officials. They're the only people whose jobs are on the line. How we respond, and uh, we need to let them know. We we've we've given a, a very detailed plan on how we can operate stuff uh, safely, and we need to uh, you know they need to look at it. They're, so far, they're, we're just getting pushed by the side, and uh, I think the more people, including racers, fans, that MPPs know. If you're in, uh, especially if you're in a ride where there is a racetrack, let them know that uh, you have, uh, you know, that the, the, you're aware of a plan that's been put in front of the government, and that plan needs to be recognized and uh, addressed. From your uh, from your experience, Mark Rinaldi, in dealing with the federal government, the provincial government, the health ministers, with everyone that you have dealt with. I know a lot of, uh, I'm going to pass the buck. I'm going to put Mark over to this guy. Oh, Mark, I love, uh, yeah, I, I'm listening to you, but you got to talk to this guy over here, this lady over here, and they pass you to somebody else, and they do the same, and they do the same, and it goes down the line. Where does the buck stop, Mark? Does it stop on a provincial level? Does it stop on a federal level? Are people... Uh, in, in St. Gray and Bruce counties, uh, Sobble Speedway, Full Throttle Speedway, we got a couple of racetracks in Gray and Bruce County. Should we be going after the federal end of things? Should we be going after the uh, the, the the Ministry of Health, uh, like our local Ministry of Health? Because everybody's going to come out with a different zone, right? Toronto is a hot spot, and uh, Brampton is a hot spot. Well, guess what? Brighton may not be a hot spot, and Bruce County is not a hot spot. So maybe there's two different things. Are we going after the wrong person? Should we be going after our local Ministry of Health? So you, get, you kind of got two questions there, Joe. One, the first question is, um, where are the hotspots, right? And we know where the hotspots are. And God bless them, and hopefully they get them under control because those people deserve uh, a chance to, to live too. But but not all racetracks are in a hotspot. So um, we our, our plan addresses the hotspot. Our, our, our most current plan is if you're in a green zone, you get 50% capacity. If you're in a yellow or yellow zone, you get 30% capacity. 
If you're in an orange zone, you get 20% capacity. And if you're a red, obviously you're spectator only, right? And then gray is lockdown. Lockdown is what it is. But, but in saying what you said, where do you after the people? The people, it, it's it's not the federal government at this point. It's our provincial elected uh, MPPs that really, really, the people that report to Doug Ford, Doug Ford is who decides what can and cannot proceed in Ontario. And, uh, yeah, I, I honestly believe that we need to push our MPPs because the... Um, the local health units, they're only going to follow the rules that are put in place by the, uh, by the provincial health units. And, uh, and our MPP are the ones that can, can change or, or, or help the decision making, um, in how it comes forward. Because right now it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very, con- for lack of a better word, it's very conservative. But they are, uh, they're, they're, uh, they're not letting golfers golf. They're not letting uh, campers camp. They're not letting uh, racers race. And we're hoping that come May 20th, we're allowed to do what we've, hopefully we can, uh, we can prove to them at an outdoor event. And what we did last summer is at least the minimum of what we can do. And then hopefully get spectators back to the track on top of that. Absolutely. Uh, Mark, you, you kind of touched on, I, t- I talked about this on the program uh, right at the beginning of the lockdown. This was like two weeks ago. And, uh, you know, it, it was really interesting to me that, um, you know, y- you guys have taken the initiative, you guys have stepped out, you guys have, you know, as a collection, the the promoters have said, you know, look, this is, this is our association and, and this is who we are. Um, the initial lockdown in 2020, um, there was, you know, motorsports wasn't even mentioned or thought about or, or anything, you know, thereof. It was just locked down for everybody and, you know, other than essential workers and that was it. Um, now you've got all these different associations that, that are kind of voicing their, you know, uh, their position and, 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 and their industry. Um, were you at all shocked that that motorsports was was issued as like as one of the bullet points on the lockdown um like for this last one i i think you got to view it as a positive to a certain degree um but on the on the other side um it, it was kind of a a negative move by the province to to do that and to single out and even outlaw testing um because there was an association did that catch you guys off guard a little bit and 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 on the on the other side um do you do you think that there's going to be a time where you know, we actually do anything collectively as, as, you know, racers. Um, if we were to all go and do something, would there be a message point that we should deliver? So, uh, first of all, I'm going to say that you're, you're, you're 100% right. We, we put ourselves in a spot where motorsports is recognized, and that, that is good. Very yep. good. 100%. And then, on top of that, we, um, I think the reason why we were mentioned in the latest, the fact that motorsports is actually mentioned is, as far as I'm concerned, is a, a milestone. It's a win. I don't think we ever would have been before, right? Yep. Right. So, 
pulled together, we're a collective, and now they recognize us. And the fact that we've been making so much noise that they they pretty much mention us in almost every every step they take. That that's a good thing because now we're uh, I, I don't know <laughs> maybe maybe it's a good thing because they're they're noticing us. But they also in this case they've now said no, you can't you can't open. Um. But I think that, and I had this conversation with a couple of road racers and a couple of uh, road racing facilities this week, is that we got thrown into that group because we were pushing so hard to have a capacity-based fan base, and we were pushing so hard to have fans back in the track, back in the, at the speedways. Yeah. Um, that now all of a sudden this new lockdown showed up and they said well motorsports isn't allowed to happen and they forgot the fact that we last year we raced with and we had especially the road courses and the drag strips and the people that don't yeah I I had a few events and uh, I'm not sure if Salva did but we had one uh, (laughs) people had one or two and uh, Maryville had a few events and uh, Humberstone had some events without spectators and we all did it just to keep our racers going but the fact that we did that and uh made it work that's not our end goal our end goal is to have fans back in the stands so we've been pushing non-stop to have fans back in the stands well because we've been pushing so hard to have fans back in the stands i think that the government forgot that we had a step in place where we do it without fans mm-hmm. and just automatically assume that we're pushing so hard to fans in there that, well, let's just outlaw old sports in general. Well, but Mark, my, I, hate, I hate to cut you off here, but we're so close to the top of the hour. we got to throw it back to Sirius XM here in about 30 seconds. Uh, I want to let you know that what you, everything that you have done, uh, everyone owes you a, a, a debt of gratitude for doing what you're doing and what you have done. Uh, you have got motorsports on the Ontario map, which it wasn't before. And uh, I, I know we're all waiting for May the 20th. And can I get you back on as we get to that in case you get an update, in case something breaks free? Well, we're going to keep pushing for that, Joe. You know me. I don't. I don't take no for an answer. I'm, I'm unfortunately I don't have all the answers, and I keep pushing, pushing, pushing. But you know I won't take no for an answer until we get the answer we need. Yeah. Well, you're doing a dynamite job, my friend. You get Brighton Speedway ready to go too, because we are going to go green at some point. Roll up that sleeve, and we will go right. Yes, sir. Mark Rinaldi, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for jumping on here tonight and uh, giving us some direction. We all do appreciate it. And we're all going to call those MPPs and email them and see if we can get something done on this end. Absolutely. Let your MPP know that you're involved in a motorsport and and there's a plan in front of the government. Just look at the plan and acknowledge it and let's see where we need to go. We're, We're happy to work with them to build on that plan, but let's you know, acknowledge the plan exists and let's move from there. 
That is awesome. We're going to leave it right there. That is Mark Rinaldi, the Ontario Speedway Association, and, of course, Brighton Speedway. That is the best advice we could have. Contact those MPPs. But that's going to do it for us tonight on Race Time Radio. Uh, for all of us here, got to thank Susie Q for getting our guests all lined up. Got to thank you, Scotty, if you're the one in the air chair back there at SiriusXM. I am Joe Chisholm for, for Joe Chisholm Jr. Have a great week, everybody. And we will be back with you live next Sunday night right here on SiriusXM, Channel 167 Canada Talks. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.